Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host Sean Siriani, and we got a great episode for you. Because today, my guest on the show is the band Holy Fuck. And it was great to have them by, pick their brain. In a couple days, January 17th, they'll be releasing their new album titled Deleter. And around talking to them about that, I thought it was cool to pick their brain about what they do. Highly unique. I think in the episode, uh, I categorized them as electronic music, and they uh, they corrected me. They, they say they don't really want to be known as that. And this is a band who I've been familiar with since the early 2000s. Um, a handful of my friends have been fans of them, and uh, I haven't really dove deep into their catalog till recently. And uh, what I've learned is the type of equipment and tools they use is so untraditional. And in this episode, we have a really fun talk about that, where they have found some of these things and how they rig them up and everything from that. And it was even fun because uh, I noticed throughout this episode uh, a few times I was as I was trying to describe them and kind of set them up for another question, I kind of get tongue-tied because what they do is so unique and uh, new to me. So it was kind of like hard to put a label or a genre or something like that on it. But in the end, this is what these episodes are about. We have people on doing really unique, awesome shit. And the format is really loose. And there's a lot of time to just pick their brain and get a full understanding of the spirit behind Holy Fuck. So yeah, this was a good one. Um, Before we get into it, I want to remind you, if you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, TalkShoe, Stitcher or any of your favorite podcast listening apps, I want to let you know that each one of these episodes has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. You're going to see pictures of the band in the Talk Shoe studio, alongside links where you can get the new album, a couple music videos. They, Yeah, they released some sick videos for, uh, for the singles on this album, and it's something you definitely got to check out. They're just a trip and unexplainable, and it matches the music so much. And soon they're also about to go on a really big tour. So I'll put the dates up for all of that as well if you're looking forward to checking them out across North America. And yeah, so check that out, www.girthradio.com. We got a lot of really cool episodes and people lined up for the next couple months. And I want to thank all you guys for listening, whether you're a new listener, an old listener. The show's been getting a lot of momentum and... It looks like the seed is planted for a lot of awesome episodes in 2020. And I hope you join me for the ride. We're going to learn a lot, grow a lot, and just engulf ourselves with conversations with cool-ass people and just keep this ball rolling. Okay? But I believe that's all I got to say for now. So without further ado, here's Holy Fuck coming at you right now! Earth Radio in session. Just our 
creative process has always, has always been sort of uh, to in, inject more humanity into technology and in a way like the, like you bring up electronic music and stuff I wouldn't, I wouldn't think we would classify ourselves necessarily as an even electronica band we never really okay but we yeah. do employ some of those I guess some of the tools to a degree but we've we've always been about playing things humanly and like that's not a word but uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean the the the, the technology is there to kind of make especially in electronic music to make things perfect and 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 exact and cold and we kind of like are not doing that and we're using equipment that's not that's maybe more analog and, and not intended to be used as an instrument and uh, in the way we, we get together and write and perform is very uh, obviously human because we're doing it together as a band. And, and uh, um, yeah, that's sort of where we're, we've always been coming, coming at it from. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's the, the, the human aspect, the imperfections that you get out of it are, are really awesome and wonderful. And you don't always get that when, when you're working with a lot of high technology. And stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's, a, it's alive and, like... It's cool to hear mm-hmm. you, like, I was going to ask you, like, kind of how you build your music together and, like, because there's so many different sounds and stuff like that. What is, like, some of the tools you guys are using? Like, I know you got a drum kit and, like, is there just, do you find different samples or is there, like, a specific inter- instruments you're using? Or? Well, we we've, we sort of started, uh, you know, finding um, drum beats and things from like old Casio keyboards and toy keyboards and stuff like that. And you can usually cool. mine sounds from that. And then, um, it kind of ballooned into, um, you know, just anything really. I mean, it, you, like I, I've always been, uh, I've been loving samplers lately, which is probably some of the more high tech thing that we've, we've been using. Although, you know, we've been using the SK one, that Casio, which is mm-hmm. a lo-fi sampler, but, um, Anyways, yeah, then and with a sampler, you can kind of put anything into it and make it whatever you want yeah, and, uh, yeah. and get sounds from anything. So there's no, like, real specific thing. It's just kind of whatever. And then we all get the, the beauty of our band is we all four of us, we get together and and write together in the same <clears throat> room again, which is, like, contrary to other electronic bands and stuff like that. Yeah. Electronic. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I kind of want to know, like, the beginnings of Holy Fuck, like, how this came together, too, because it's such, like an interesting style to do with like a whole band mm-hmm. and very unique and like how did you approach each other to even start writing and making music together well um i guess uh it started uh as one person myself and it didn't go very well <laughs> <laughs> like i i think the idea was pretty strong like like you know we've all been in different bands and playing in different kind of scenarios um and this was one of the few opportunities we had to do something um that was based more around a concept like all the things we're just talking about right now like let's let's get together and and make some music but let's not bring you know for me i'm a guitar player i'm gonna leave my guitar at home um graham was more you know a guitar player as well and also had really great sense even he and even back then you did have some really cool uh sampling stuff and we kind of made a conscious effort to leave behind all the things that we're most familiar with kind of with this idea of like Let's embrace these limitations. Let's embrace restriction. And that way it's going to be a creative challenge. And it's going to be a fun rehearsal. Like we're going to get together and see what comes of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And we didn't really know what it was going to be. But it 
you know, again, I said, like, when I did it on my own, it didn't go very far and it didn't go very well because mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing and it was just miserable. But the more, you know, having drums, having other people playing, there was something, it was like kind of like having a ball that you can pass back and forth or something. Like, it just went further. Every time we got further into it, it was difficult. Like, it was it was very hard to make it musical. Um, and that that was the beginning. And the better we got at it, the more confidence we had and would bring it to the stage and it was still very spontaneous mm -hmm. it was still like we don't know what we're doing this song doesn't have a title it's not necessarily like improv <laughs> like jazz musicians or anything like that necessarily it just might be we don't know how to do the same thing twice because we're figuring it out as we go um and sort of going back to what what you guys were saying about kind of what we use uh, one of the analogies i've kind of used over the years was the idea of like a hip-hop producer might talk about crate digging for samples on records, but we would go into Value Village and, and Salvation Army and Pawn Shops, and we were kind of crate digging for sounds. Like, oh, look at this. Uh, this, you know, Mattel makes this, uh, you know, this little kid's toy, but if you press this button, it has this really neat pattern on it, and maybe it's just the sound of, like, a, a you know, this battery-operated chicken or something. Oh, that's so cool, but yeah. Like, <laughs> what happens if we put a contact mic on it and then run it through this Ampeg amplifier, and it becomes really huge-sounding? Now it sounds like, who knows? It just sounds like some really big thing and something different. So that's the long kind of story of our, our, our origin story I think. oh that's yeah, amazing yeah. too and it's got to be exciting for you too like starting off just by yourself and like trying to figure it out and then get more pieces it's like adding different energies to it and just kind of like you mentioned throwing the ball around and just mm -hmm. seeing what happens and um i think i read you, you guys started in 2004 am i correct yeah more yeah. or less it was kind of hard to pinpoint a specific date um because there's a couple false starts i think yeah yeah <laughs> and uh yeah, it's cool because, like, um, the more you do things, the more it's just going to evolve. And like, it's, it seems like you guys turned into, like, this well-oiled machine, like, so many albums later, like, tours and everything. And it's just, like, I don't know. I, I, I always, like, strive on the show to tell people, like, if you want to start something out, like, don't worry if it's not perfect right away. And no, just I... keep chipping away at it because, like, magic can happen. Mm. Like, holy fuck, you know? Yeah, it's always good to be slightly out of your element a little mm -hmm. bit, too, mm -hmm. and, like, push yourself. And then you, you that's how you really grow yeah. and learn, yeah. Yeah, that's got to be exciting, too. It's, like, um, as you're, like, grabbing different instruments and you're used to, like you mentioned, like, kind of putting the guitar aside and mm -hmm. just diving into something else, like... It's got to be stimulating, like, as you're learning, you're creating these pieces and stuff like that, too. And, like, I've had, like, certain directors on the show, too, uh, tell me, like, how their careers, like, started was just picking up a camera and not knowing how mm -hmm. to do it, but finding a project you're having fun with. Yeah. And then magic can happen because, yeah. like, you're almost unconsciously <laughs> learning more and more and more as you're just diving in there yeah and then and like again like go moving out of your element like sometimes if you use a piece of equipment that you don't know how it works you'll it sort of takes that piece of equipment out of the equation a little bit because you you're just you just have to figure it out and like turn knobs and press buttons and you're just like i don't know yeah yeah like, and then you so then you're using your imagination and your ears more to kind of and that's where you, you can get really good ideas that way Mm -hmm. As opposed to like trying to you know play by the rules of this this piece of equipment that you think it's supposed to work a certain way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How how was your experience taking um, this music you were making and bringing it to a live audience for the first time? 
it was great right from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. It was always kind of a it was a live thing yeah. always from the get go. Like it oh, was okay. just about getting together and make, making a dance party. Oh, yeah, it nice. was it was actually quite a, um, almost like a honeymoon phase we went through in the very very beginning. Like things happened very quickly. Um, I think like what was it like our fourth or fifth show was at Coachella but we were mind you we were backing another artist but still it's still part of That's the story <laughs> and it may have even been less shows than that honestly like things happened very quickly we had um, label interest and and uh, it, you know not necessarily everything not every box got checked off like there was a lot of waiting and, and sort of you know the, we did work really hard in the, during those years but um, it was kind of overwhelming but I think a big part of it was Everything we're saying now is just the excitement of it, like that. Like we were doing something that we felt was very cathartic. Like let's go up on stage and and try to like and do something with the audience. It's not about us being under the spotlight. Let's try to bring the whole room in on this and do something together. Um, and that all went really, really well. I think the the difficult part of it was to capture it on an album and have people have the same response to it sitting at home when when they may have seen us live and had a really mm-hmm. enjoyable experience. And now they have like a CD and they're bringing it home and they open, they, they put it in. They're like, <laughs> this isn't the same thing. <laughs> you know, this isn't as visceral. You know, I don't have a drink in my hand. There's not like sweaty people all around me. Um, it's not loud. It's not it's loud. loud. Yeah. Yeah. So how, you know, we had to, as a band, I think that's part of how we've grown is kind of living up to our own reputation. And again, that honeymoon phase, like it didn't, it wasn't always there. Like we, we've, we've had our peaks and valleys and, we're still here now, and I, and I think that's something that we're proud of because I think we did kind of grow into that that uh, hype, but we, we we filled those shoes eventually. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And um, what kind of like keeps you going? Like it's getting close to twenty years. Like what is like the key <laughs> to like longevity in like a band? Because it's great being friends. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say the blood of youth that we uh, bathe in every night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fun to make music with these guys. And um, I think we, we, we've we been spending more time away from each other than together for the last few years. And it's like still when we get together, it's just super fun. We haven't played in two or three months. And we got together last night. And it was like, yeah. oh, wow, this is great. Yeah, I guess it's just so embedded in like your life and who you are. It's just like yeah, you, it's just, yeah. you know. These I think guys that's are the really c- creative, and it's easy to make music with them. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's still like ideas in in the bank, and and I think that's that's just it. Like it's because it it is it was so much about it being a live thing that when we do get together, like it is about playing in the room, and it's really fun, and that keeps it going. It's the, our music doesn't only just exist. In an, on an album and in, in, in a computer. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, that's some of my best uh, experiences at a show, too. It's, like, uh, when you can listen to, like, a song, like, on your Spotify or the CD or the mm-hmm. vinyl or whatever, and then sometimes you, you'll you you'll enjoy it that way, but then you see it live and you're like, this is a different beast. Hopefully, and like, yeah. yeah. And I kind of like that. Like, I, I like it... Uh, you know, it's it can be it can be cool sometimes to see a band perform live and and they're like really pulling off the album exactly as they are. But it's I don't know. It's sometimes those shows where it's where they're bringing something different to the table. It's, those are can be really 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 extra special. I think we kind of have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And uh, with the leader coming out, like how long did it like take you guys to write that? Like, uh, it's 
it's pretty cool. Like I listened to it front to back on the way here and there's just like, I, like I mentioned at the beginning, I'm not really like savvy on like a lot of like, uh, technicalities with going into like that type of music and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it just feels like there's just a lot going on and everything, and cool. it, but it's cool. Yeah. Like, it's just like, but it also makes me think I'm like, this was, must've been like a lot of fucking work. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work in some ways, yeah. but, uh, but I, like, I, like Brian was saying, we've been like honing this thing throughout the years. So when we, when we do get together and perform, like it's, we, 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 we kind of know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, you don't have to know any technicalities to appreciate it. That's the mm-hmm. point. It's like yeah. just, it should just hit you in some way, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't, it doesn't. But yeah, it's got a great vibe, and it's like uh, I watched the video for Free Gloss as well too, and that was super cool. With the nice, was it like a three D cam you guys were using? Or? Uh, someone was using of someone. some kind. Yeah, the director, yeah. Three sixty. The director, obviously not us, but. Uh, yeah, some something that the kids are using now. I don't know. I didn't. I don't have any goggles at home. It feels like I don't. I don't know if I got the YouTube. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was really trippy. And then um, also uh, the other song, Lux, as well, had a great video as well with oh, all good. the different patterns, and mm-hmm. it just matches. Uh, I don't know, yeah. just the music so well too. That's and, great. Yeah, yeah. The, our, the, this um, woman Cynthia uh, did all the album artwork. And uh, she uh, did the uh, video as well, too. Yeah, cool. parcel. yeah shout out to her. And um, you mentioned um, kind of finding, like, at the beginning days, like, all these different, like, kids' toys and stuff like that. Do you, like, recall, like, maybe the most odd sound you found was, like, <laughs> this is going on the album type of thing? Oh, there was so many in the beginning. You know, it's kind of like, what's the odder sound? What's the harder thing? Is it harder to, like, try to put it on the record? We, mm-hmm. You know, like, I remember we had this one keyboard with, uh, we, you know, we had to put a, a, a pickup from a guitar on the speaker because it didn't have an out, output on it. It was actually, you know, it, was, it sounds more stupid than it is. I don't want to come across like the Blue Man group of, of, <laughs> of yeah. electronic music, yeah. but, you know, we had this, and, and it, we anyway, the whole thing was ridiculous, but it was actually a, a Mickey Mouse, literally Mickey Mouse. So if anyone says, man, they're up there with their Mickey Mouse gear, like this was literally, <laughs> right. it, yeah, it had like Pluto and Mickey on it, and, and somehow, I guess because it had a little bit of a space theme, it had a couple sounds on it, and one of them is supposed to be like a rocket crashing or exploding, and, and if you just hit it over and over again, it sounded like a Missy Elliott song or something. So <laughs> we, we love that, and we tried our best to do it. It was like this, this laser. It sounded really banging, but it barely worked, and you'd have to hit the damn keys, and it wouldn't always work. And, but I remember it never made a record, but the one show we brazenly decided we were just going to start with it. Like, yeah, let's just start with a song that never works. And, uh, <laughs> it can only go up from there, really. Yeah, it can only go up from there. And I think the second song we did was also equally chaotic. But what I remember about the show was mm-hmm. it, it sort of pulled the whole audience in because they were watching us struggling with this thing and they were watching it kind of not working. And, <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. and then people in the audience started yelling back to us and it became really communicative and... Uh, and it was, it, I'm glad it was a one-time only thing, but it made that show feel extra rowdy because there was, a, it, it right away it was a little too unhinged. It felt like the whole thing was going to fall yeah. apart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always good. Do you remember you had the, uh, I remember you had the hair computer oh, at the yeah. time and there was like this weird piece of salon equipment where you put like electro, hook electrodes up to the hair. <laughs> you would make like these 
it would made bleeps and bloops. It made bleeps. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> it was a yeah. product made by Revlon or somebody. So, <laughs> so I, it, I it don't obviously think I saw that one. No, that was that was early days. That was, in fact, that was when I lived in this neighborhood uh, that we're currently in right now, when it was a little sleepier, and and some hair salon had put it out in the garbage because clearly it didn't work. I mean, this is like real fake science that you can put <laughs> yeah you know and it would light up like frizzy yeah it would it would be dry like it was supposed to analyze your hair based on these clips what and uh but it it was like it was mounted like floor mounted it was actually looked really <laughs> retro space age. space age yeah <clears throat> so it sat in our apartment as kind of like this weird thing that people would come up with a curiosity and people would clip it in their hair and press the buttons yeah. um <laughs> And so, yeah. <laughs> again, we're not make, trying to be the blue no, man group of no. electronic. I had a <laughs> toy laser gun that I used at one point. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and put a contact mic on it and pull the trigger. It would make cool noises. But that's the thing, though. Like, it's, it's kind of like, it's, you hope it's less about the... Yeah, Blue Man Group about the thing, but just like you, it still sounded cool. Like I mm-hmm. like to trust mm-hmm. our ears. Like we would, it would still, you'd still make it sound cool, and we'd run it through <clears throat> guitar pedals and stuff. And that's what I was saying. Like you would, you we would crate dig in pawn shops and value villages for pieces of gear, and then, um, then you'd start crate digging the world and like finding just cool things that make rad sound yeah that's beautiful there's almost like no limits because you see certain like archetypes of a band like where it's punk metal it's like Mm -hmm. okay drums guitar vocals Mm -hmm. where this is just like anything and i like hearing how you're like kind of macgyvering things to like Mm. whether to record it or play it from the audience yeah like we've developed a developed a common language between each of us brian and i have each in like we all we've almost developed these like instruments based on our like on these connection of guitar pedals and and other pieces of gear that are wired together so it's almost like it, you can imagine like a little funnel at the top you just like like you can pick anything up like what's this gonna sound like and like drop it through and see what happens and you pick up like this other thing that's completely different like what's this gonna sound like yeah through and it's pretty like it's and you never really know what's gonna come out like, it's yeah fun. it's amazing i I'd imagine if I had a creative outlet similar to Holy Fuck, I'd just be like walking around in like toy aisles, like hitting everything or just like yeah, yeah. kicking different garbage cans. Like, what is this? Sure. Yeah. Just like, I'd probably Stop get like obsessive of everything. Like, yeah. But, yeah. So, like, yeah, that's cool. And it doesn't seem like there's a limit to like anything on your guys' creativity, which is amazing. And like, cool. kind of going back to like asking you guys about longevity and mm-hmm. to, I guess, like just always having it as like this experience that could be fun and different in different ways that probably keeps everything afloat as well totally yeah there's no pressure on us i mean for somebody to to recreate something that was at one point successful or whatever we just it's like keep doing our thing and Mm -hmm. hope that people like it yeah hopefully there's a space in the world for us you know like Mm -hmm. uh Again, no, no expectation, no pressure. I mean, people used to say like, "Oh, you can't do that," or you know, "You can't call your band that," or "You can't do this or that," you, you know, for X reason or Y reason. And, and it, that changes every year. There's a new thing you can't do that someone's mm-hmm. telling you about, and it's like, well, you know, we're doing this for ourselves first of all, and obviously, <clears throat> obviously, we want to share that with other people, and we want we want people to respond to it. We want to be able to feed our families and and, and be successful, but. They're really, it's it's really great to kind of immediately set up this framework, which doesn't you don't see the frame like it. It kind of feels like we can just do this for us, and hopefully, 
other people respond to it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Especially with the power of the internet now, there's is no rules like your music type of thing and like having a name like holy fuck like maybe in the 80s or earlier on television that wouldn't fly at all like they wouldn't yeah. play your video or whatever and now it's just like there's so many different mm-hmm. outlets of different niches and different blogs and stuff yeah. like you guys can strive with that that's know? the yeah. that's i mean that's the beauty thing about where i mean there's a lot of negative things about the music industry that have been coming <laughs> coming through but but that's definitely one of the beauty things like it's open to everything which is great yeah yeah <clears throat> and it's 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 amazing too because like um i find like a lot of people like ask me about like certain ways to like market things whether out putting out a podcast or like i hear like different musicians putting out songs and stuff and it's almost like like i mentioned the wild west out there and there isn't a formula to like i feel like you kind of got to find your own groove in a way yeah or um i don't know i find like a lot of like aspiring like artists are trying to find like the right answer of like how mm-hmm to like a cookie cutter type of thing but like everything's kind of moving yeah and there's a lot of there's a lot out there to compete with Mm -hmm. for sure and i feel like like if the more successful you are the more options you can you can do things yeah maybe not though if you get too successful can't do anything man can't leave your house (laughs) yeah you can't even go to the grocery store I don't know. If you, if we could still do this podcast. It could be the four of us, like, walled yeah, yeah. in this hermetic, sealed place because we're just, you know, we're too famous. <laughs> yeah. I can't read this. This is the only way we can reach people now. Yeah, yeah. I got to tint some windows. Cause Drone delivery yeah, for everything. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So what, what do you guys, like, or what helped you guys kind of strive in, like, this wild west of, like, so many different... Uh, medias and so many things like people can listen to is it the live shows or just like keep touring and grinding and it's a good question i don't know if we figured it out i mean mm-hmm. i think part of it like live shows sure i mean for me it is like the the wild west it can be exciting but i also i don't really like it like i'm not that yeah. keen on it like i don't spend a lot i try to spend as little time online as i can and <clears> and i i kind of want things to be streamlined and easy and but I still love um, art and music. I love what my friends are doing. I want to engage with people face to face, and I want to go out and hang out with people. I, I want community. I want people around me. And you know, it's still and and that's like you said, live show kind of does those things. Mm-hmm. That's still the most exciting thing. And then there's this necessary other thing, um, which for me personally, I'm I'm still unsure of it. But maybe that's part of maybe that's a blessing in disguise because you kind of need to keep it at arm's length because it's always going to change. You, you know, there's yeah, like, it's yeah. like what was happening two, three years ago is not happening now. And if mm-hmm. you get too comfortable with something, if you get too niched into like a specific format or like, man, my space is the thing, man, it's going to take us over the edge. And it was like, <laughs> well, maybe it didn't. So yeah. it's kind of good to that for me is one of the things is kind of keeping it all at arm's length and, and uh, you just using it as you need. Use it as you need it, but you need that human interaction for sure. Like the, I think for us, the live show has definitely been like the, the thing. Like as much as we can get out there and play live, and in front of people, that's always that's always made us thrive. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how it's like. People always say, "Oh, like the online is like so necessary too." But like, mm-hmm. if you're not living and like getting off your computer and just going out, you're not going to get inspiration to put place content there, and yeah. it's like just. 
I don't know. It's like I'm still trying to figure it out, and I don't think I'm going to figure it out in this conversation, even though I'm asking you questions. <laughs> like, like, show time, me the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, the, only, the only time, the only answer, the easiest answer, whenever I distill everything down to thinking about like how to market your band and where like the online strategies and things like that, the only thing you can do is, is just keep doing stuff. Yeah, and yeah. And that's all you really have the control over. And like, you just do stuff and put it out there however you can. And then if something takes hold, it will take hold. Yeah. Or if it takes off, it will take off rather. But that's my thought. Just do stuff. Yeah, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of doing stuff, you guys got a <laughs> world tour coming up, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, and it's a, it's a long one, too. It's like, goes till the end of May, I believe. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling about getting out there with the new album, and just like playing new stuff, and I don't know, connecting with uh, people across the world? It'll be cool to see how how we pull some of that shit off that we <laughs> yeah. recorded. <laughs> we you know we've been playing a couple of them for a couple of years actually, for as long as the record's been in like in process. So, but um, yeah, it's you know it'll be great to see our friends and just hopefully plays some music to some new people yeah and we're gonna we, you know it's winter right now we're in canada um album comes out in winter in canada so yeah. it's not necessarily that you know the first thing we're gonna do is not get in the car and drive to saskatchewan and back you know yeah we're yeah. waiting until you know we'll, hopefully some of the ice and snow will go away and, yeah i think i saw your first date was phoenix which yeah. is a smart move it was just yeah, that's exactly. amazing yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like right around in march when it gets super gnarly here and you're so sick of yeah. winter just like let's what? go to phoenix but if, yeah but yeah by the time we get to phoenix I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll write a song about it. By the time know. I get to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, um, so there's a lot of different parts to your music. It's like, uh, are you traveling with like a lot of like different things or is, do you got it all like kind of condensed into like maybe a sampler or like it, how do you it's guys? It's very condensed. Okay. Like, yeah. I think now more than ever, it's almost like the disclaimer we should maybe tell listeners out there if they, that if they come expecting to see all those things. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. We Inevitably, we're going to pare it down because sometimes it gets done for us by the process of travel, especially air travel. Like, there's been so many times where something just is broken and it doesn't last, it doesn't survive. So, and, and I think there's kind of this austerity that we're still, in spite of all the chaos, I think we're still trying to find, like, a, a really streamlined setup. And, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, now it's it, it still feels like a lot, but, you know, we have two cases each yeah. that, that everything kind of snaps down into yeah. and we've become pretty like pretty quick and pro about setting up everything and yeah it's we don't have the tickle trunk full of uh, <laughs> that's what i was imagining good reference to the tickle trunk yeah. mr yeah. dress up <laughs> the americans aren't gonna get it but that's all right yeah, yeah. i think uh, I don't know what you're talking about yeah Care- Carrot top for children. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Tickle trunk, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I can even just imagine, like, if you brought everything to, like, a border, it's like, what is this? Oh, yeah. That happened. We've had that before yeah. Yeah, in, in Europe. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, many yeah. times. I mean, I have this one thing. It's a it's synchronizer, and it's and it, it's it's a weird piece of gear because it's actually film editing equipment, and even then, it's not something you would find in a, a film editing room right now. Like, maybe 15 years ago, they were weeding them out, and... And it has wires hanging off of it. It has like a little clock on it. it it's <laughs> dense. It's made of metal. It's kind of an looks army. Like a bomb. It's, like a, it's an army green. It's a yeah. green, intense green color. <laughs> so yeah, we've had a. In fact, uh, you know, 
Jeez, I don't. It's so funny. Remember that time we were in? Was it Poland? You got pulled. Yeah, you, you, got, you got stopped over, and there's like the border guards in Poland where have like machine guns. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, then, more and more people with yeah. machine guns are flocking around me as I'm arguing with them, and Graham's yeah. trying to like pull me away, like to defuse the situation. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you're like, no, no, it's mo- like movies, you know, mm-hmm. like Hollywood. It's like for uh, movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, yeah. I've literally been pulled into those interrogation rooms in the belly of the airports like you see only on movies like where you, you, they don't tell you why they're bringing you to that room um, they walk you in you get in it's like a met metallic room with no windows maybe this weird mirror that you you know <laughs> and, uh, and it's and it's Jeez. been true and, and the only thing in there is my suitcase and then one person opens it opens it up and it's like it's like a critical situation and then, <laughs> and then they just see what it is using my underwear stuffed in there and a couple records i bought on tour They're probably in some polish spy movies <laughs> Filming that, yeah. Yeah. Do you ever like show them your music? It's like this is what it is, type of thing to get out of the situation. It actually has happened before. I mean, I I was kind of worried about it in one situation because I was bringing uh, our drummers drums over the border, and uh, and someone other than Matt. This was a long time ago. um, Who didn't have his, you know, papers and stuff like that. And uh, and of course, I get to the border and and. Of course, I get a I get a border guard who's a drummer, you know, oh, uh, no. and I'm like, fuck, am I gonna have to be like, am I gonna have to set up the kit and do paradiddles for him? <laughs> like, no, no, I these are my drums. I'm the drummer in the band, That's and great. and I was like, he's like, yeah, I used to play drums in ministry or something crazy like that, and I was like, I was like, that's great, but I, oh no, this is, <laughs> don't make me play this. Oh my yeah, God. yeah, that's so funny, dude. And what are the chances too? You're trying to like get those over. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it would have been great if there was just the, the ultimate drum test to like cross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And we recently, the, the, I mean, it's it's it can be fun, especially because of her name. It, it almost becomes like a litmus test for the, for these border guards who, you know, they want to prove they're kind of cool, and then they hear the name. It totally diffuses maybe some of the you know good cop bad cop kind of scenario where it becomes fun because you kind of crack them up and then they're like, Hey Gary, guess who I got over here? Holy fuck. You know? Yeah. And then they're like, how long have you guys been playing? And the last guy we had was like, can you, can you play us? What's your, what's your single? So oh, we, yeah, yeah. we had to queue it up on our phone and do our stereo and turn it up for him. And he was in his booth, like rocking out to it. Yeah. So like, all right, cool. <laughs> oh, that's still, awesome. Rock and roll still pays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. That probably made his day too. And like, it's gotta, that's gotta be interesting. Like, uh, being a border guard and just getting like all these different like bands and stuff. All these like shitty that. bands yeah. coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Who in your country? Think about the lame singles that guy's got to listen to every day. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, we got the we got the approval. He let us through. So. <laughs> no, that's that's cool. And uh, yeah, we're almost out of time too. But I want to let people know if they're uh, listening to this on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, TalkShoe, or any of your favorite podcast listening apps, that each and every one of these episodes has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. You're gonna see pictures of holy fuck in the studio. Links to like their latest videos we'll let you know when the leader comes out and also all their tour dates so you can catch them around the world 
But uh, I just want to say, like, I enjoyed talking to you guys today. Thank you. Great Thanks. vibes. I got to catch out, yeah. catch a show next time you guys are playing in Toronto as well. We will, yeah. 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 June. June, I think. It's, yeah, it's a long wait. It so <laughs> I, I, I'm going to really sink in the album and, yeah. like, uh, yeah, your discography and just, like. All right. Yeah, if we I see mean, you, then we'll know you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just June comes. What happened to that guy? You know, he promised. I'm going to check the guest list. And if you, if your name's yeah. not crossed off, I'm going to just shed yeah. a, a couple tears. <laughs> I love it too. And anything you guys want to say before we take off? Hi mom. Stay in school. That's, I'm good. Well said. Thank you. Yeah.